Guayava and Lucita walk back to Ernesto's, still covered in blood. They remain silent with a blank stare. The lights from Ernesto's house come into view. Suddenly, a green flash of light stops them both in their tracks. They both look down and see a glowing orb hovering half an inch away from Guayava's coat pocket. They continue walking. Ernesto's front door opens. Guayava and Lucita enter silently. They make their way to the living room, unnoticed by Ernesto and the doll. They each hold their own bottle of liquor. Ernesto still sits in the recliner, still pantless, with his leg detached. The doll sits right next to him, on the arm of the recliner. ¿Qué clase de padre soy si no puedo proteger ni a mi propia hija? Mírame aquí sentado, emborrachado, hablando con un muñeco, mientras que mi pobre hija está ya en no sé dónde, tal vez en peligro. Soy un inútil. Hey, come on. Don't talk like that. Listen. Here's what we ought to do. I'm gonna learn Spanish. So I know what the hell you are saying. And then when Lacita gets back, not if, but when, you hear me? You, me, Lacita, the three of us. We're gonna get the fuck out of here. We're gonna... Open a restaurant in the city. You can do the cooking. I'll do the books. Lucida can fucking be the butcher. I don't know. Do restaurants have butchers? It doesn't matter. Look, we'll find something for her. She's family. <laughs> Guayava sits on the front porch. His clothes are no longer stained with blood. He holds the component right in front of him, just below his chin. He flips it to the opposite side. A green flash. The orb is now hovering half an inch away from the component. He flips it over again. It zooms away into the darkness. Guayava now holds the component flat. The orb stops and hovers. A green glow lingers in the distance. He moves his hand up and down, and the orb mirrors the motions of his hand. He flips the component over, and the orb once again zooms back. That's a pretty nifty trick there. Guayava puts the orb and component beside him. 
From the other side, he picks up his machete and a pocket knife. He carves at the wooden handle of his machete. Can't sleep, huh? No. Plenty of sheep out in the barn. Help yourself. So, did you catch your chupacabra? More or less. It will no longer be a problem. Not sure it ever was. Sounds like I can relate. I am often misjudged. Thanks for taking care of the old man. I'm no hero. Just a man who loves chilaquiles. <sighs> so, what's next for Detective Goyova? Just on to the next case? I suppose so. Tell me if I'm missing something here. But isn't this case not quite closed? I mean, the beast that killed those animals. It can't exactly be slayed, you know. No. But it can be tamed. I'm confident that a lot of progress was made today. Well, detective, I hope you're right for once. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got a hangover to sleep off. Sleep well. The doll looks back at Guayava. I like you, Guayova. Maybe we'll see each other around. Oh, and there's also a tool shed for whatever little project you got going on there. Guayava blows on his machete's handle. He looks down at the carving, a hole the size of a marble. A taxi pulls up in front of Ernestos. Guayava approaches it and loads his suitcase in the trunk. He looks back at the house. Ernesto and Lucita wave goodbye. The doll is in Lucita's arms. Guayava enters the taxi. drives off. How you doing, Julia? Julia, our news girl. What's going on? What kind of news you got for us today? I don't care. Hey, guys, uh, our phones have been ringing off the hook the last couple of days. Did you guys hear about this? Uh, there's apparently reports all over the county about strange lights in the sky. Hey, I've heard about this, too. I didn't see nothing. Oh, I saw the lights. What did you see, Julie? Bright lights in the sky, honey. 
Right, right. Holy shit. Somebody was tripping. <laughs> Stick around, guys. We'll be back with more. I'm sorry. Normally I'm not too chatty, but I know we have a long drive ahead of us. It's alright. These dirt roads are really something else. Almost as bad as the potholes back home. <laughs> well, at least we won't be running into any bad drivers out here. That's true. As someone who drives for a living, you would not believe the crazy things I've seen. Like right now, being out here, I'm thinking, oh man. I gotta get back to civilization, but why? I'm on the road 12 hours a day, what do I miss? There's no civility on the road, it's wild. It sure is. So what brings you out here, to the middle of nowhere? I was hunting. I would imagine the game is good out here. Yes, it was decent. I just wish they would be more accommodating to bad hunters like myself and stay still. <laughs> That's why I do all my hunting at the grocery store. <laughs> Something comes into view up ahead. There are three trucks blocking the road. Are these some of your hunting buddies? Eleven armed men stand in front of them. Stop the car. Everything okay? Guayava recognizes the two men in the front, Javier and Hugo. Wait here. Hey, should I be worried? No, just sit still. Guayava steps out of the car. Guayava approaches the armed men. He stops ten yards away from them. We saw what happened last night. Good for you. We went back to collect the dead and tried to bring some peace to their loved ones. But as you know, there was nothing there. I'm sorry for your loss. They seem like such decent people. The kid took something that belonged to us. Where is it? I don't know. Bullshit. The component she took. We think it might be the essential piece, some sort of power source. I'll keep an eye out. This alien technology could be worth billions. I know Uncle Sam would be interested. You're a fool if you think you could just walk away with it. Look, the truth is, we don't know what we're dealing with here. What if it was weaponized somehow? And fell into the wrong hands? I didn't realize you gentlemen were so keen on morality. You ever think you're in the wrong profession? Alright, fine. I guess we'll have to pay the little girl a visit. You will do no such thing. I will do whatever it takes to get that component back, you hear me? Whatever it takes. You will leave the kid alone. I will slit her throat myself if you don't give me what I want. Guayava draws his machete. He throws it towards the men. It stabs at the ground a few inches away from Javier's feet. 
The wooden handle of the machete is now adorned by the green orb. The men glance down at the machete, then look back at Guayava. This is your last chance. I was about to say the same thing. Javier nods at his men. The machete mirrors the motions of his hand. Guayava extends his arm and opens his hand. A small green strip is visible on the palm of his glove. The machete zooms back to his hand. Hugo rushes to the nearest gun. He kneels down, but before he can pick it up, Guayava's machete impales his foot. Guayava keeps walking towards Javier. Hugo grabs the handle of Guayava's machete and pulls up. Javier stands alone. He turns around to flee, but stumbles. Guayava's shadow awaits him as he turns around. Wait! Last night, me and my men, we went against our boss's orders. We did the right thing. Guayava stares down at him. Please. One of the goons comes out from behind a truck and heads towards one of the guns. Guayava summons his machete and throws it. The goon grabs the machete's handle. He is hurled upwards and vanishes. Javier awkwardly crawls on his back, away from Guayava. Guayava follows. Please, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Wrong profession. The end.